Hello, livestock friends, and welcome to this edition of Before the Bid. This is a podcast dedicated to the livestock sales industry where we go behind the scenes of the operation and speak straight to the sellers. We discuss topics about the important aspects of their operation, location, the people behind the prep work, and talk about some of the animals that will be offered to you, the prospective buyers. Hopefully, you've got your sale catalog close by. You might have to go look through that pile on your desk. But if not, then you're probably like me and driving down the road or busy with chores around the farm. And that's okay, too. Wherever you are and whatever you're doing, I hope you enjoy this segment of Before the Bid. I'm your host, Andy Howell. Welcome, livestock friends, to this edition of Before the Bid podcast. And on this edition of Before the Bid, we go out to Texas, and we talk to some guys about a goat sale. And so I have two guys on here with me uh, for this one, and uh, doing another three-way phone call. And uh, we got the boss man and, and got the guy that uh, likes to talk about these goats. So I'm, I'm really excited to do this. Uh, talked with these guys a, f- a few times here, and so, so I'm excited. And I've got a uh, guy that grew up team roping, uh, and he, he goes out and he rides feeder cattle every day. And, and uh, he started a commercial sheep feed yard, so we're going to talk to him about that just a little bit. And, and then we've got a guy that's doing a lot of help around there, and, and this guy's a Farm Bureau insurance agent right now, and uh, he's been in the goats all of his life and uh, doing uh, some help with these young people. And so also – uh, he's become a pig judge somehow, so uh, we're going to talk with him about that as well. And and so I am excited to uh, bring to you the Cross 85 Show Goats with Keith Sturmer and also with Taylor Shear. And uh, guys, how are things out in Texas? You guys talking about putting your turning your air conditioner on, right? <laughs> yes, sir. It's a little warm and wet right now. Yeah. Well, that's good. You guys. Uh, you guys had a little bit of, of wet trouble right there, so so the rain is probably pretty welcome, right? Yes, sir. Well, Keith, uh, uh, Keith, want to welcome you to the podcast and, and appreciate you hooking up with us here. And Keith, why don't you tell us a little about your background and and, and how you were in the livestock uh, industry and in the team roping and things, and uh, tell us about that, and we'll kind of lead up to to where we're at now. Well, growing up and stuff, we were raised around horses and stuff, and we rodeoed and rode and team rope. We rode a bunch of colts and just trained and then my family and stuff. I have an order buying company and we run a bunch of stalker yearlings and stuff and don't have a lot of acreage. So we decided to start out with a little small herd of feeder goats and stuff just to try to get something started. Now, you you still ride cattle every day, right? Yes, sir. We ride yearlings every day. Are we are we talking hundreds? Are we talking thousands? Take care of about 3,000 yearlings right now. Now, you guys, you guys buying all those and, and bringing them in then? Yes, sir. They all have. We have an order buying company. We have buyers scattered all over Texas down here, and they bring them in. And we have orders that go everywhere. They go to Panhandle, California, ship cattle out of here everywhere. Trucks come in every Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday, and they process the pens and everything. And we just didn't have nothing big enough to run that much acreage, so we just started the goat deal. Mm-hmm. The feed yard and started out with thirty head and. Next thing we realized, it growed up. We had anywhere between eight hundred and a thousand on feed all the time. And you're you're talking goats on that. Yes, sir. So you're you're doing both the both the cattle and and the goats, right? Yes, sir. Just take care of all the yearlings from my family. That's a, that's a lot of animals you got to go through in a day. Yes, sir. 
Now, is it is it just goats, or, or do you guys have do you guys feed out sheep as well? We feed goats and sheep. Okay. In the feed yards, yes, sir. Okay. Right now, we've cut the numbers back quite a bit, but we still have a bunch on feed. Okay. Now, is it is it totally different? And and I I don't know about feeding commercial sheep or, or commercial goats or anything like that. Is it is it a totally different outlook and, and totally different way to feed those those sheep and those goats? No, sir. Like when they all come in, we process them and everything, and we stick them all in the same straighten out. We straighten all the goats and lambs all in one pen, oh, and wow. we alternate them by size. Okay. We keep all the little stuff together. The bigger they get, we move them to a different section. Right. So you got that many? How how many pens do you guys have? Oh, we probably got uh, we got like eleven or twelve different sections right now to where we keep stuff. Okay. So all different all different diets and and uh, different things to take care of and keep track of, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> That's got to be a lot of uh, a lot of prep and and uh, a lot of figuring on all those, right? Between the cattle and the and the sheep and the goats. Yes, sir. Now, which do you enjoy most? Oh, messing with the sheep and goats. Really? I'd rather get this thing where that's all I did full time. I didn't have to saddle a horse and go ride every morning. Okay. So had just about had enough of that, huh? Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> at least I can get out of the wet and cold if I'm if I'm at home and not on horseback. Right. I guess that's right. You can ride through those sheep and goats with a gator or something like that with a with a lid over you too, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> Chasing on his dirt bike. Oh, <laughs> yeah, my eleven-year-old boy on his dirt bike. Yeah, <laughs> that's why he likes to pin and ride them. Okay. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah, get it, get him calmed down with a dirt bike running around there every day, huh? Yes, sir. <laughs> All the show animals are well gentle. Come, he gets through going through the barn. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, that's that's good for him because when they get out, then shoot, they're ready to go and and don't get scared by anything, do they? No, sir. Well, Keith, how did you get into uh, showing goats some? Um, and, and then my understanding is it's it's one of those 4-H projects gone rogue again. Uh, we, we have a lot of that on the podcast, and that's great. But uh, it, it sounds like that is that is kind of the way this went. Uh, so if you would kind of walk us through that, um, you know, how would you get started in, in showing the goats and, and now raising and, and wanting to sell some? Well, we started the feed yard deal, and – my little boy decided he wanted to show, and so we got some pricing some animals and stuff, and we got some thinking, like, man, if we're going to have this many goats and lambs and stuff on feed, why don't we just start buying some does mm-hmm. and get us a few bucks or something and see if we can't raise some of our own and be able to sell a few and help some 4-H kids and then be able to go out and buy him some more animals. Mm-hmm. And so we went and got us 20 does and got us a buck, and we eased along there, and next thing we realized, we're up to probably 200 mature does now oh wow so gone really rogue right yes sir and so now uh now you're going to offer some of those uh and i failed to mention earlier you're going to offer those on willoughby sales on may 25th uh you're going to have an online sale so why i guess you've got casein that's showing yes okay and then so now uh you've got that many so now you kind of figure out you kind of go well we got to figure out something to do with those so so you're going to offer those Yes, sir. How long have you guys been offering uh, goats and, and having goat sales? I started three years ago, and it was kind of just a kind of play around deal. We had some stuff, I mean, but nothing really good. Mm-hmm. And then Taylor come along and kind of helped us out. And 
last year we had two online sales and then we private treated quite a few babies and it kind of changed our game up a little bit. And then this year we decided we'd go out and we'd start flushing some does and we flushed and everything kind of worked pretty good. And we got some pretty good babies. So we decided that we'll see how far we go with this deal. Well, that's great. Before you had the online sales, what would you guys do to, to get those marketed? Just private treat, just people that I talked to and just 4-H kids that I knew and that I'd been around families and stuff that I knew that had shown now Taylor says you have a you have a saying. Speaking of, of those young people, he says you have a saying uh, when when you guys are, are putting all the things together that you guys put together. Oh yeah, no the the big thing we we kind of try to constantly remind ourselves is man, it, it's all about the kids because sometimes this thing can get out of hand and, and man, it can get a little crazy in this industry. And 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 you know, me and Keith do a good job of trying to ground ourselves to remind ourselves, hey man, at the end of the day, this industry ain't nothing. Uh, if we're not doing it for the kids. Keith, you always helped young young people even before uh, Kaysen got in and, and got to showing? Yes, sir. Before Kaysen come around, I was the president of a rodeo club. Mm-hmm. And they used to say I was like the little duck. All the <laughs> kids were following me around because they knew we were going to get popsicles or we were <laughs> going to do something fun because I'd just take them all under my wing and have fun with all of them. Uh-huh. Um, oh, well, that's great. Yeah, you got to be careful now. We go to these stock shows, and and uh, and they're still following Keith around, but now he's giving them candy. So you you know you, man, we always laugh. Keith's always uh, always the one hanging out with the kids, man. Yeah, well that that's great that they can have somebody to to look up to and and somebody that'll take care of them. Yeah, Keith, do you tell them? Do you, when you got them sitting around, do you tell them rodeo stories and things like that? No, sir. Most of them, I just sit back and listen to what they want to tell me. <laughs> see how good their stories can get. <laughs> okay. So, so you started and you've got all the background. Kaysen came in, and so you blew this thing up to to two hundred does, and you're flushing and AIing and and doing a lot of different things like that. What's what's the future goal for uh, Cross eighty five show goats? Hope we can get some raised to where these kids can come and build a you know get them a good one take a chance on you know going to a major or something hang a banner or whatever where they ain't got to go spend a bunch of money to get there mm-hmm. you know just be able to stand behind them and help them the whole way how many are you marketing a year uh to to get out to these young people oh this year it wasn't the numbers were down pretty good we were at about 71 percent doe kids so oh, wow we didn't have a we don't have a whole lot of weathers to put out there but i feel the quality that we're putting out there this year is pretty good so you're going to go from 300 to, what, 450 next year or so? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I don't know if I'm ready to go that big yet, but I imagine one day our numbers will get close to that. Right, yeah. Well, that'll be good, and, and it sounds like you got a good guy good guy there to help you. As long as Kaysen wants to get bigger. Right. Now, uh, you say Kaysen is 11, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Well, what's, what's his role other than – and just riding his dirt bike through all these goats. He's like the right-hand man. Okay. Yes, sir. He, he could pretty much run the show. Well, good. So he, so he really has a passion for it then. Yes, sir. I guess with the commercial, with the feed yard and, and things like that, how long have you been doing the, the sheep and goat feed yard? Started feeding them about nine years ago. Okay. Okay, so he was, he was just real young, so he's kind of grown up in that, uh, and, and so now he just kind of takes over and and uh kind of knows what's going on right yes sir you can give him a bottle of medicine and he can take care of it himself all right so keith 
you know, I've been talking to this Taylor guy for uh, quite a while and, and a couple times here, and, and uh, you guys have some, some events that you guys have started and doing, and, and Taylor's going to talk about those a little bit. But, but, but Keith, how'd you get hooked up with Taylor? Well, we were at a jackpot show our second year in Waco. We really didn't have an idea. I mean, we were just eating. We were asking questions and trying to get better, trying to get better, and everybody told me that Jason had the, he had the right idea. You know, he was doing good. And I was talking to some friends, and they said, well, why don't we talk to Taylor? Did Taylor mind helping you? And I said, well, I don't know who Taylor is. And they, they introduced us to Taylor, and we kind of hung out and talked that night. And then I think it was the following week he come by, and from then on we just took off with the deal. Somebody that uh, has quite a bit of knowledge and, and grew up in it, and, and now he can he can help Kaysen and, and help you guys market things and, and uh, breed some things as well, right? Yes, sir. Were you a little nervous about bringing somebody like Taylor in and, and kind of giving him some of those reins? No, sir. I mean, I've been around enough people and stuff, and I've dealt with enough people. And, I mean, I can read enough to know that whether he had the knowledge or not to trust him. Mm-hmm. And whenever he was good with my boy and he took him, man, mm-hmm. I knew we were all right. Right. Keith, there's there's somebody else we ought to mention that that you talked about that that keeps you guys in line and and keeps everything in line around there and and does all the the paperwork and and so I guess I want to give you a minute there to to introduce her. John Canoe, she's Ball is what we call her. <laughs> yeah, it's John Canoe. She's pretty much the head honcho of running the whole show. She takes care of all the paperwork in the building and keeps us all lined out and straight so that way we kind of know where we're going we don't get in a bind mm-hmm. edit edit and take care of all of mine and tape, taylor's paperwork so we don't look so crazy <laughs> well that's always great that you can have somebody uh back there they're doing that right yes sir well that's awesome and if we didn't have her trust me our facebook posts might make any sense <laughs> yeah you got you got to have that editor on them facebook posts I'm t- especially with me man so Every now and then, I'll slip a word up, and I'll get a text message. She's like, is that what you meant? And I was like, oh, my bad. <laughs> I just tell them I'm the labor hand of this operation. Right. Keith, you guys, and we can kind of let uh, kind of let bring Taylor in here uh, as well. You guys have a, you guys have a clinic, and, and then you started a show for some of these young people, continuing your passion uh, for helping these young people. Uh, my understanding is, is is you said, hey, let's put something together for these guys that, that bought our goats or, or maybe some of them that didn't even buy goats from us uh, to, to help them with, with different things about showing goats. And, and uh, so you guys, you guys run with that uh, as well. So would you tell them a little bit better as to why you started that? Oh, just – the industry out there would help for these little kids. These kids you see every day at the shows and stuff, some of them are afraid to ask and stuff. And so me and Taylor got talking and we thought, you know what, let's do something for our clients that want to have help and stuff. We'll do, you know, have a little clinic and then we'll have a show and stuff. And then we got to thinking, you know, let's just open the doors because then it may bring more customers in mm-hmm. that appreciate the help. Mm-hmm. And so we just kind of the first year, we just kind of opened it up and, pretty sure we took like 30 kids all together to the clinic and i mean it was good we had fun next year we kind of upped the numbers and now this year i mean we're going to take 40 lamb kids and 40 goat kids and it fills up pretty fast i mean we have fun and they get a lot out of it Mm -hmm. and my understanding is 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 this show is is just 
going beyond your wildest dreams as to how many, right? Yes, sir. About how many sheep and goats you guys going to have at, at this deal? Well, we'll take 40 goat kids and 40 lamb kids this year. We'll take 80 students all together. Okay. And and that's for the clinic, right? Yes, sir. Okay. About how many uh, were, were at the show last year that, that you guys had? A lot. We had like, I want to say almost, it was crazy on the sheep side. The sheep were, I think, Oh, way over a hundred, almost two hundred, and then the and then the goats were up there as well. Not quite a hundred, but I mean the goats were for a goat show. They were up there as well. Mm-hmm. So this year we're shoot after after the success of last year and and what everybody you know told us. Hey, thanks, and that was a great job. I mean we can only expect hopefully, hopefully, good Lord blesses us and uh, and this year is even better. Mm-hmm. And now. You guys have you guys have started getting some sponsors and and different things like that for uh, for this clinic and and for the show. Yes, yeah, we we've got a lot of uh, man. We honestly have just had a, a lot of support coming at it, um, man. And companies all over the country. That's kind of been the cool part. Is is we've got uh, people from all parts of the industry. Either they're producers or medicine or show feed or you know the grooming products man it's been really cool to to see the amount of uh, support and sponsorship we've uh, been able to already bring in for this year's Mm -hmm. show and clinic Mm -hmm. now podcasts as well right (laughs) yeah yeah and then we got this uh this awesome podcast man i'm telling you i love it well that's great and and uh we're happy to happy to do that and uh, I think it's going to be a be a great thing for for both of us. So Taylor, speaking and and staying on the the clinic side of this thing, what do you do for this clinic, and 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 how does it go, and 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 what's it all about? And I guess when is it as well? Right. So it is going to be first and twenty second of August, and, and you know, like Keith said, we first started, man, it was super small, and it started with the idea of, hey, let's help these people locally. And then we opened it up, and I think we said if we got twenty five people, it, we called the success, and we ended up with a little over thirty. And that first year, uh, I taught, I taught the whole entire, I guess, classroom section, if that's what you want to call it, on the goat side of it, um, feeding, nutrition, and and facilities, and preparation, and health, and wellness and all that type of stuff and then we we got some kids to come in locally and and help us with the hands-on training and and my sister and mom came down and then we did the showmanship side of it and then the next year we were said hey let's get some more help involved and so last year we brought in man we brought in like i want to say like seven or eight uh goat kids who were highly successful and then seven or eight sheep kids who were highly successful and broke into small groups and then and then again i did some classroom teaching but the way it's growing and in the direction we're headed in this year is going to be i think even better and and the reason i say that is is i'm a big believer of iron sharpens iron right Mm -hmm. and so if you're going to really make these kids the best and these families really, because, because we don't just market this thing to just the kids. I mean, we do, we do a lot of sessions with parents as well and ag teachers and county extension agents. And so I'm a big believer. If you're going to bring all that in, then you need to bring in the best of the best at every category. Mm-hmm. And so this year I'm, I'm, I'm almost taking more of a management role step back and we've been working really hard it, it, to get, people locked in in the industry who are the 
or who are what we consider to be the best of the best at all aspects. So um, we've got a vet coming in who, who has been work, who's worked with um, Showstock for a long, long time. He's going to come in and teach just the health part. And then we've got a Zach Howell coming in. And Zach is no um, newcomer when it comes to fitting and prep and and how to you know to get the hair and the hide right so he's coming in and he's going to be doing uh clipping and thinning demonstrations and then uh, and then we've got some guys that we're trying to get locked in right now on the feeding and nutrition side who are absolutely um basically at the top of the game right now when you think about sheep and goats and so and so essentially we're going to be bringing in some specialized people so that uh, like i said we we can really take this thing to the next level and we're moving it to air conditioning this year. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that'll be a plus, right? Yeah, yeah, man. We uh, we sent out a we sent out a little questionnaire before we got started to all the people who came last year, and one of the questions was, "Hey, what did you not like about last year's clinic?" Everybody's response: it was hot. <laughs> right, right. Texas in August. I can't imagine. Oh yeah, so we're fixing the one problem. We'll be it's going to be at the Bell County Expo Center in Belton this year. Okay. Anyone's been there, man. That is a uh, that's about as top of the line facility as you're gonna get. Um, and then, yes, the glorious thing is it will be all in AC. Awesome. How do they get chosen to be able to come into this clinic? So it is a it's a first come first serve basis. They okay. need to uh, to get with the boss lady, get with Miss Jonica. Um, she's got a form that they can fill out with all the information, and then she'll be able to collect payment. And man, once we've got your form and payment, then you're on the list. And uh, once that list fills up, that list fills up. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but we do have uh, a good way to get that information. Um, if you go to Cross 85's Facebook page, then under the events tab, we do have the 2021 clinic and show event. Uh, it's already been created with all of the kind of steps and information on how to get signed up. But if, but if somebody doesn't have access to Facebook, um, just reach out to any of us. Um, Keith or myself or Jonica, or we do have a, a, a Gmail, which is cross85 at, at gmail.com, if I remember that correctly. I um, hope I'm not saying that one wrong. AOL.com. But they should be able to, uh, or a- AOL, so cross85showgoats at AOL.com. If they send an email to that, uh, Miss Jonica can get them hooked up as well. Okay. Neat deal. And then you guys have a show the next day, is that correct? So will that be on the 23rd? 22nd. 22nd. Oh, it'll be on the 20. Okay. Okay, on the second yes, day. Yes, sir. Okay. Okay, the clinic is the 21st and the show is the 22nd. Yes, sir. Okay. Yep. And the show shows open to the world? Yep. Yep. Come uh, come, come all. Come anybody, come all. Uh, it will be a two-ring show. So the ring A is prizes, and man, we have already got some killer prizes lined up last year we gave away ice chests and duffel bags and hanging bags and then we get a lot of awesome product um you know industry people in the industry who who give us products so that we can give those as prizes as well and then ring b one of the big things that that keeps a huge believer in is if you're going to call it a jackpot show that needs to be a jackpot show the ring b is a very lucrative jackpot show and and so you run one right after the other one probably. Essentially, we got two judges. Ring A for sheep and goats run at the same time, mm-hmm. and at the conclusion of them, our judges switch rings, and then we'll uh, we'll run ring B. Neat deal. That sounds like a uh, sounds like a great couple days that that these young people can get down there and 
learn a little bit and, and then show or just come to the show or just come to the clinic as well. Yes, sir. Excited for you guys about that. And, uh, man, I'd uh, like to come down there and see that. So Taylor Shear came in uh, here a bit. And, and, Taylor, why don't you tell us just a little bit about your background and, and why the goats and what's your kind of background in the show goats? My mom was an ag teacher. My mom was an ag teacher for 25 years. And so, man, I, I always used to laugh. I've been to more state FFA conventions than most kids get to go in their four-year high school career. Mm-hmm. Um, and on top of that, my mom's dad, my grandfather, uh, he raised goats. So early on, you know, when they were first bringing the, uh, the boar goat over from South Africa, um, very early on, my grandfather bought some. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was raising them. And, and so, man, my first entry to it when I was really little, he gave me two, uh, he gave me two bottle babies and I raised those as my own. And that kind of, you know, lit that fire and that passion. And so it was only, it was only fitting that as soon as I was old enough to show, man, I showed goats. And, and so we showed goats for a long time. And then I have a sister who's four years younger than me. Um, and I guess the only problem with being the firstborn is that we learned all the mistakes on my career. And so my sister got to come in four years later and absolutely um, have about as good of a career as it can really have. Mm-hmm. But that was kind of, you know, we, we showed for a long time and, and I had some success, thankfully. And then it was really cool. Um, I went off to school at, to Texas A&M and I was actually working for the Beef Cattle Center at A&M and it was getting to be Christmas break. And um, my senior year, we bought a goat from Larry Jackson at Lacopa Show Goats, and he knew I was there. And, and that ranch real close to uh, to College Station. He called me up and said, "Hey, what are you doing for Christmas break?" And I was like, "Well, I guess I'm just going to work out here with these cattle. I don't know." And he goes, "Well, how about you come over here and, and help my kids?" And uh, man, that turned into that turned into me spending every summer and every holiday and, and a whole lot of weekends and uh, and getting to work out there at Lacopa. And, and getting to learn a whole heck of a lot. You get to learn a lot about how to raise a goat when you're running almost 1,500 head. Right. And so uh, and so we got to learn a lot, and, and that was a cool opportunity. And, and man, when I graduated, I, I thought that I thought I wanted to be a goat farmer the rest of my life. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, and so I actually went out there and, and took over as as a ranch manager for Lacopa, and I did that for a little while, and then. And I basically woke up one day, was like, man, I think I want to go do something else. Uh-huh. And so that's that's how I ended up at Farm Bureau now. But uh, but that's kind of my my deal in it. Um, and I just, man, when, when I but when I quit Lacopa and I went to Farm Bureau, I, I didn't want to stop helping kids. And so uh, I really haven't. And, and I've been blessed to get to help a lot of kids. Uh, I've helped a lot of kids basically ever since I graduated high school. Mm-hmm. So you've you've done a little bit of buying and selling and and then helping helping those young people. Yeah, a little bit on that end of it. Um, you know, obviously helping when I was at Lacopa. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I, I was helping the Jackson family um, sell those goats. But for the most part, to be honest with you, I've never been as big of a fan from from that aspect of it as it has been working with kids with showmanship, working with families on mm-hmm. building a program. Um, my big thing's always been, man, you got to be goal-oriented. So whatever you're going to do in the stock show industry, have a goal and do the best thing, you know, do everything you can to reach that goal. And so that, that's where more of my passion is. And, and that's where it's been so amazing to get to to get to meet Keith and, and then just to be lucky enough that his family's allowed me to, to have just a small, small part in this program 
to get to help their clients and, and help their boy case and, and just to be a part of it, man, that that's for me, it's where it's at. Um, I just like helping people and, and that's, that's my whole, my whole big passion. I guess I get that probably from my mom and all of her years of being an ag teacher. Right. Now Keith says he's just kind of the farmhand. So, so does that mean you kind of make some of the decisions then a lot of the breeding? Well, decisions well, things? yeah. yeah. So Keith always likes to say he's a, uh, uh, a farmhand but i always like to tell people yeah farmhand with a whole lot of opinions so <laughs> and, uh, for the most part you know it, it's kind of cool uh, over the years now keith's really become one of my better friends and, and we talk on a daily basis and and man it's one of those deals from years of just being in this industry and working it um man i, I you know keith will call me with a question and uh, and i do my best to try to answer it and, and put them in the Put them in the right direction, I guess. I, I hope, or at least I hope I am. But yeah, we we we'll talk a lot. We we talk a lot about the genetics and where they're headed and what he's got. And and you know, we like to look at just the small batch of goats Keith has raised. Man, we'll talk all the time about how we think they're progressing and what does do we think he's got and how can we pair those things up. And so, man, I try to help as best I can. You know, navigate the waters that are the weather genetics. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so that's kind of where I I try my best to help them. Okay. Well, while we're on that, I, I still we got to get to this pig judging thing. I I, I, I want that. <laughs> I want to get that story out there a little bit. But but while we're on the the genetic side, you guys have got a couple bucks uh, that that you've got these um, weathers out of for this sale. If you would talk just a bit about about those bucks and and why you why you used them and matched them up with these does. Yeah. So so one of the big ones that I would say that's really really progress the program forward is going to be yellow magic um and, and that that buck's an instant impact um and his mama's an animal granddaughter and so that instant impact is going to go back to cade um and, and anybody who who's been a part of the weather genetics for any period of time is going to know animal and, and everything and kind of on that one um but that book was one that uh that, that really kind of came in and bred him real heavy last year and man does he produce some weathers that absolutely have impeccable rib shape and just really good muscle patterns and we and we kept and retained a lot of those does um keith was laughing about the 71 percent doe kid but i'll tell you it excites me because mm -hmm. because i think the yearling does that we're going to breed this year for next year's kid crop man talk about hybrid vigor i think they're going to something crazy um just because those yellow magic kids are just they're so powerful and they bring such a great muscle pattern to the table and so uh we learned from last year and we said okay man if that's what he brings to the table then let's bring him to some of the coolest uh most attractive does that we can and i think uh i think that lot one really shows that to you um i think i think that one is a real testament um to the work that we've done at trying to pair that buck and then you know, uh, another buck that that's really really cool because he's one that we got the we act, that Keith actually raised out there at the ranch, and, and we've really got to watch that buck progress. Is our uh, out of range buck, and, and he's going to be out of out of reach, which is a buck that Keith bought from a five star uh, boar goat Sterling Scott, and and we brought and Keith kind of brought him in. Um, gosh, what Keith two years ago? Two years ago. Two years ago? Yeah, and man, he he did what he was meant for, right? I mean, he he came in 
and he really started shifting everything in that show direction. You know, you know, you've got to, you, you can have a goat and man, it, it's so funny to me because we'll go over here and you can watch some ABGA breeding goat shows and you go, man, those things are not going to make great weathers. Um, there's just something about the actual weather genetics. You've got to have that look and you've got to have that eye appeal. Um, they got to be able to hit their ring and look like show goats. And man, that that's what um, Outerreach did. He really helped the herd start heading in that direction. And uh, man, uh, I always used to laugh um, on those great ones. Man, is is you know a great one's great the day they're born. They hit the ground and they just look like a million dollars. And that's Outer Range. Mm-hmm. Man, Outer Range when he was born, there was no questions. Nobody had to talk about it. Case and Keith and me all were like, oh. That's a buck right there. We're keeping that one. And, man, he's just really thrown some some really unique animals this year. Um, you know, uh, oh, Hogue, when he was judging last year, he kept calling them unique creatures, unique creatures. Well, man, I think the good one, that outer range, can flat be called unique creatures. And so we're excited about, about what he's doing. Um, and then we've got another buck. None of them in this cell are coming up, but definitely people need to be on the lookout for kind of the pairing or the, or the partner to outer range is going to be out of pocket. Um, he's another out of reach son that we kept um, from last year. And, and I think he is bringing some really, really special ones. We didn't breed him as heavy as outer range, but, uh, but definitely be right on the lookout for those kids um, as they come up in, in, the, in the coming cells that we have, as well as uh, be on the lookout for what he does next year. With some of these yearling does i i think that's going to be really cool mm-hmm. and then another then the other buck that they'll see on the cell it's going to be the wolfie um that's a buck that we ai to um and, and he's owned by uh by apex um, but he's going to be a safe word son and again anybody who who's been around the weather the show goat industry long enough that they should be uh, well versed on who safe word is so uh it was cool to get the get to use a little bit of piece of those genetics as well well, Taylor, tell me you. We were talking the other night, and and you were talking about how you're you've grown up in the goats, and you you know the goats, and you work the goats, and you've done the goats, and now you're judging pigs. Yeah, yeah. It, I'll tell you, it, it's. Uh, I think I've gone and listened to every pig podcast you have because <laughs> for some wild, weird reason that that I still don't understand. I, I for some reason people keep asking me, and, and I'll judge anywhere from like four to five pig shows a year. Um, I got called the other day from somebody who's like, hey, just letting you know, we turned in your name to be our county pig judge. And I was like, I don't do pigs. I'm a goat guy. <laughs> uh, but it's fun. You know, uh, I, I still volunteer as the 4-H livestock judging coach. And so uh, I always tell the kids all the time, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what your species is. You should be able to judge all of them. Right. So I guess that's a testament to that. Right. And so doing doing four to five a year, and uh, that's cool. Yeah. I guess it's a weird deal some days, but I like it. It's fun. That's neat, and, and uh, bring it over into the into the goats as well. Uh, just knowing good livestock. Man, that's the thing. And I guess you know you're asking Keith what the goal is. I guess as as Keith's buddy and his friend, he's he's kind of walking this path with him. Um, I guess that's for me. Is I just look at it as you know it's going to be awesome one day. Just but Cross eighty five's got eight out there that are just. But everybody can just call unique creatures or just good livestock in the. And I won't lie, I really think this uh, this sale that we're gonna put out on the 25th, I, I think it gets darn close. I ain't gonna lie, I, I think there's some in there that are just flat good ones, man, that can work just about anywhere. 
Well, let's let's get into those here. Uh, again, the the sale is on May 25th. It's on Willoughby Sales, so uh, they can go to Willoughby and and uh, as we're recording, you guys have already got that posted. I uh, got some things mm-hmm. posted, and so got you've got some more to put on there, and they can go to that after they've watched the podcast video with all the uh, pictures and videos and and all that. Uh, on there they can go to the uh, Willoughby side and and look at those on there as well Taylor why don't we just why don't we just go down those goats uh, and why don't we talk about those just a bit and and tell us what your thoughts are and um, we'll just uh, we'll just get people excited about these goats I looked at them uh, today there on uh, on Willoughby and uh, I mean you guys got quite a set of goats yeah I think they're a heck of a set the one we lead off with I think is is when you want to talk about combination, uh, you want to talk about a goat that has really all the pieces and very little flaws. Man, that that's going to be our leadoff goat. So that's going to be um, that's going to be thirteen seven twelve B. It's going to be a yellow magic son, and then his mama is going to be an Evans Willard daughter. And man, I, I think the thing on that one is is if you like them big ribbed and huge hip and just really good muscle, that's this guy. Um, I think he's cracked open from end to end. I think this one's going to grow extremely well. Um, you know, sometimes we talk about goats, hey, you know, you might have to lean on the feed bucket a bit harder. Well, man, you ain't going to have to on this one. He's going to do. He's going to put in some work for you. Mm-hmm. He, he's just a stout-constructed one, but with that being said, I still find him extremely elegant from the side. Uh, man, this dude wedges extremely well in the front one quarter of his body. His neck sits on top of his shoulder. He's still really shallow in his heart uh, and holds an extremely good underline. And so I think that one will be real cool. Um, like I told you, I think there's some in here that can kind of work anywhere. Man, I, I think that if you feed this guy correctly, um, that guy really could. He could work at a lot of places. I, and like I said, I wouldn't lean on him extremely hard. I, I wouldn't try to make him be a heavyweight. I think if you could shoot to be, you know, top side of Division two to maybe midway up through Division three, um, at most of these Texas majors, that'd be a that'd be a real salty place for him to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that's a that's a killer one to go ahead and leave the sell off with. Mm-hmm. And you you come to a Wolfie there on the the lot too. Yeah. So this is this is a real unique one, man. And so. Where our industry, you know, if you watch our industry, it, the goats move faster than any species out there. Right. Um, there's no doubt about that. But we're young, right? You know, in the grand scheme of it, goats are still young. And so I would say right now, we're our industry is starting to swing back towards athletic. That's the word that you keep hearing these judges use a lot. We want them to be athletic, run uphill, flat back. Uh, we want them to have that look and eye appeal. Man, that wolfy kid killer profile shot if you want one to run uphill like a sheep that dude runs uphill like a sheep and his breastplate is just shoved up into his body cavity that dude's about as clean chested i i would tell anybody who who wants to look at one go look at this dude's chest view because it is really really fun to look at um, but he's not lacking any power. So so power is not lacking. I threw in um, on that sale, um, one of the pictures I threw in there is the top view of that animal. So that is what you're, if you're looking up over the top side of that weather, you get to see it. Um, and there's no doubt that dude is not missing any power across the backside. Now, do I think he's as bloomy or as fat as some of these other goats? No, I don't. Um, but I think that one, if you want an athlete, that awfully athletic uh and to go with that term i'll tell you that uh his his video once we get it posted is not going to be as long as the rest of them but because that dude can clear the fence in the picture (laughs) so uh so if somebody wants an athlete there you go yeah 
Wow. Yeah, a little uh, a little tough. You gotta you gotta have uh, big fences even for goats, right? I, I'm I'm telling you, I'm telling you, we're gonna have to start making our uh, picture pin high. <laughs> yeah, you sent me a a video today of this lot three, and uh, boy, he's pretty good. Man, uh, everyone always likes to ask, right? Which one's your favorite? Which one's your favorite? Which one's your favorite? And I always like to try to tell people, well, I'm I'm not judging the major show, so always keep in mind, you know. Try to try to buy the one that fits the judge. But if I was judging, this is him. And I I think that one right there, that that one's a unique creature. And, and that one's awfully good at a lot of angles. And, you know, when I was learning, I, I guess my first year when I was working at La Copa, we had a guy come in and, and he was actually doing most of all the clipping and picturing for us. And, and it was cool, right? Because, man, I'm 19 and, and I'm fresh out of high school. I want to learn all this stuff. And he was teaching me how to clip and picture and everything. And he used to have this saying he used to tell me. He used to say, man, the great ones are hard to picture. And I was like, why? And he goes, because a two-dimensional photo can't capture what a three-dimensional animal looks like. Right. And I think that's, and that's why I sent you that video because I, these pictures don't do this goat justice. Um, I, I would highly advise everybody to go watch this guy's video um, because this one, this one's just good. Um, I could break them apart and tell you all the pieces, but at the end of the day, that one's just flat good. Mm -hmm. And I, I like the video. Uh, he yeah, looks, yeah. He looks really, really good. We go back to a wolfie. So we bring in this lot four, um, and, and he's gonna, um, and, and he's a full brother to the lot two. Um, I'll tell you, in comparison to him and, and his brother in lot two, he's probably a little larger framed. Um, he's probably a little taller from the ground to the point of his shoulder. He probably offers a hair more extension, um, where I would say the lot two is probably a bit bolder, um, maybe a little more cracked open in his skeleton in comparison to his brother. Uh, but again, one that is super trendy, one that is really cool from the side, paints the silhouette that we see all these champions in the backdrops with, um, just a real athletic style one, um, just probably just a little bit larger frame. He would be one, you know, we talked about it being opposite on the lot one. This is probably one that needs to get real fat. We need to get this one real fat real early and then get them shut down. Mm -hmm. um, I think if you could get them real fat real early, uh, really put that pounds of product on them early and then just shut him down and really try to hold him again at that, at that top of that division two style. If you can kind of get him high 80s, maybe all the way up to a 92-ish um, come Houston, um, that one's going to be a really cool rig because one thing's for sure, um, he's going to have the design and he's going to have that athletic build that these Wolfies seem to have. Mm -hmm. I got I got called out on this next one because <laughs> uh, I was going down through these and I told Taylor, I said, hey, I, I kind of like this lot five and he called me out for being a cattle guy real quick. Yeah, yeah, and, and I, but I, but with that being said, man, man, if Griner's judging somewhere, if we ever, if we're ever lucky enough to, uh, oh, to get old Brandon Callis back, I, I think, I think that one could win the whole dang show with a guy like that. But nonetheless, man, someone's, and, and I'm gonna have it in my write-up, and I told it to you today too. Someone's gonna have a whole lot of fun with this one. This guy's a lightweight, so everybody always comes out, and I've heard it man, for years in this goat deal, everyone's like, oh, I'm going to buy him young. And I'm going to buy him young because I want a lightweight. And I'm always like, that's not how it works. Because 
you know, Kaysen's a great example. We showed, I think, like a February-March born last year at San Antonio, um, and we had a lot of people tell us y'all were y'all were probably third overall in that lightweight division. So age has nothing to do with it. It's style. It, it's you got to be able to look at that goat when it's a baby and read that cannon bone and say, hey, this is going to be a true lightweight. Well, that's this guy, and and this guy, you know, in the words of everybody's favorite cattle judge. He's got the boots with the fur, right? I mean, he uh, that's this guy. This is a fluffy made, great hair, just awesome hair. He was fun to clip, um, but he's got all the goods. Don't, don't get it twisted. This dude is super bold in his rib shape. He has really opened up on both ends of his skeleton. And I'll tell you, that little goat handles were probably one of the best tops against any of these big bruisers that we got in here. Mm-hmm. So that's why I said, man, somebody's going to have a whole lot of fun if they want them a really cool lightweight. All, all I'm going to ask on that is, please don't feed him to be a heavyweight, because then I don't, I don't think he'll, uh, I don't think he'll fit the bill just as good. <laughs> so I know how to pick him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so man, I'm, I'm telling you, if you got a kid who uh, wanting to go play in that lightweight game, uh, yeah. that should go, man. Got another out of range in the lot six. Yeah, so this was uh, this is this is kind of a funny one. At, at first, he was kind of a last call deal. We didn't know, wasn't sure. And man, I'll tell you, it is so hard to read goats when they're in a whole lot of hair because goats can get real fluffy and that hair gets real nappy and it's nasty. And man, you can flat look at one that underneath the hair is really good, but in the hair, you'll think, man, that was a little flat sided, or maybe maybe that one's not as not as good. And we were looking in them, and I was like, man, that goat picture, that goat picture will be good. And next thing you know, we start clipping on this dude. Man, that is a sleeper. Um, that is a surprise. I I think, no, again, I'm not going to stand here and tell somebody that that dude's got the same body condition or body score as Lot 1, because he doesn't. And I'm not going to stand here and tell somebody that. But that dude, if you will take him and evaluate him as an individual, and start looking at what he brings to the table. That dude's breast, well, go look at his chest view, and that dude is opened up, he's shoved up in his breastplate, then we turn him to the side, and man, that dude's got some run uphill, his neck sits on his shoulder, his shoulder's nice and smooth, he wedges, all his angulations are correct, and then I did, I took the shot of right over the top side, um, and we're not hiding anything there. That dude's got some boldness of rib, he's got some shape up top, so yeah, he's a little green, but man, I think that one, everyone's always asking, where's the sleeper? Well, I think lot six is the sleeper. Always got to have those, and, and always fun to bring those home and, and just watch them come on, right? Man, I, I think if uh, if someone gets that one and really puts in the TLC and, and, and hits that feed bucket correctly, I think in about six months, they are going to be happy. Mm-hmm. Now, we've got a little bit older weather here in the Lot 7, the Yellow Magic. <laughs> yeah, so we got our Lot 7 goat. And, man, this was one that, uh, you know, we, we did some private tree um, when we were selling the older set this year. Um, but we still we still like to clean them up. We like to picture them. Um, that, that, you know, that's normally the best uh, way to get people in this busy world. People kind of want to see them before they're willing to drive. And so we we tried to picture everything up. And we'd, we'd clip this dude. and He just wasn't ready. Um, he, he just was a little too green and, and I didn't, I didn't think he was quite ready. Um, and so we held him and, and we've been feeding on him and, and man, there's no doubt, um, whoever, whoever's looking at this one, um, I think I put it on there too. He, he's probably about 60 pounds. He, he's definitely not little, but 
if someone's still looking for a really good early county goat to go win a county show or, or they want to go, um, you know, this, their first times, maybe just, maybe it's state fair. And they, they kind of decided last minute, hey, do we want to go to state fair of Texas or not? Uh, man, we still got one. And, and we got a good one. He's not bad. He's a big, he's big ribbed and big ended. And he's got some stout features about him. And, and hey, he's, he's already, you know, now he's four, what, four months old now. So, hey. We've already got you through the through the hardest part of the growth spurt, so you'd be good to go. And usually, usually everybody kind of leaves. Yeah, we kind of got this one left, so we're going to put it as the last <laughs> lot in the sale and and do that. But I don't think that's quite the case here. No, that that's not quite the case. And and right, wrong, on different. This is this is kind of how how we like to put ourselves together. That one that we're going to end with, uh, we save the best for last on that. Mm-hmm. Um, that one's cool. We're talking the lot eight. If you're wanting to go play with the big boys and you want to go be in some of these heavier weights or, or the top of that division three, man, this dude. And this dude's skeleton, he's got an extra vertebrae, I swear in him, because that dude is long-sided and just elephant-footed. And, and that that one came from we were sitting there clipping and, and our old buddy was helping us clip, and he kept going, man, when you do your ride-up, you got to call this one elephant-footed because he is he is massive. Uh, he's massive-footed and fuzzy-legged and, and just real long-bodied and huge hip. That dude's pin set is is wider than my hand is at, at, at just the young age of what he is. I mean, this dude's barely 45 days old and, and uh, 45 to 60 days old, and, and this dude's pin set's wider than my hand. I mean, he's uh, – He's definitely a, a cool one. Um, the thing that I would say, and, and the thing that I'd like to add, you know, since we do get this cool opportunity on the podcast to talk about him, um, I would say he is going to need an exercise program. I, I definitely don't want to hide that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would definitely would not say, hey, if you just want one that you're going to throw feet in a bucket and uh, and just let them grow, that's not this guy. Because mm-hmm. um, like I said, he, he is going to be bigger. Uh, I think he is way, way good. Um, but but he needs to be fed. He's going to need to be exercised a bit more than some of the other ones. Um, but if you're willing to put into work, I think this one's going to absolutely reward you in the end. Well, good. That's why uh, one of the reasons I started the podcast was so that you guys could tell what you really think, and you don't have to write a three-page write-up on it right. and uh, do that kind of thing. So I think that nobody that's really reads. Awesome. <laughs> right, right, right. I think that's really awesome that that you say that and and you're honest about that and. And guys, I think that just kind of tells you tells you what you're getting when when you go to cross eighty five show goats with with Keith and Taylor and and those guys and you know they're they're here to here to help with the clinic they're here to give you guys a place to show with a show uh, the next day and and uh, kind of tell you tell you what they really think about them and and so so Taylor I I really appreciate uh, you doing that and and talking about those those things on these goats so. And the other side of it, too, I mean, you know, this industry is full of a lot of people, and, and I don't mean it rudely. That, that, I don't mean it badly. I just mean, you know, there's a lot, you know, you always hear the stories about people buying animals, and then they never hear again from the breeder. Well, man, please know that that's not us. Um, we, we strive. I mean, customer service, I mean, 
my background even right now is still farm bureau and that's their slogan is be the best customer service and so that that's even this deal and and that's one of those deals you know when we were talking on the phone for a couple of years i was still running a i was still trying to do a a consulting business i guess and and we were helping families with projects and stuff and man i've really backed off of that so that honestly i can be here to do that for keith and cross 85 and so uh i hope people know that that's really the deal if you buy a goat from keith man know that it, it's a package deal i'm here to answer any questions uh, and help in any way and so is keith i mean keith Keith may Keith may be a little quiet sometimes, but don't let him fool you. That that dude's he's really good at feeding these sheep and goats as well. Yeah, Keith, you agree with that? No, I try my best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, again, guys, the the sale on Willoughby Sales, uh, May 25th, and and, uh, Cross 85 out of Texas. They can find Cross 85 on Facebook. Taylor, you've got your own Facebook. Um, how else, how else can they find you guys? Shoot, drive, drive on down, man. We're, we're always willing to see people, talk to people in person. That's the best way. And where, where are you guys located? Texas, but, but where? We're in Burlington, Texas. Okay. They're more used to like Temple, Texas. And we're east of there about 15 miles. Well, good deal. Yeah. And they can come down they can see these goats before the sale. Uh, if if they need to, you can get them any more information that that uh, they might want. They just gotta just gotta call one of you guys, right? You got it. That's awesome. Uh, as I said, look look through these goats. Uh, um, I'm not a huge goat guy, but uh, from what I know, they really look good. And and Taylor, I appreciate you taking time and and talking about those. And Keith, uh, appreciate you jumping on here and and giving us your background. And and sounds like you're a pretty busy guy running through all that and and so uh i i guess my opinion i it it sure sounds like from here you did the right thing by getting taylor on the team yes sir <laughs> so well and again appreciate you guys and and if you're listening to the podcast why go watch the podcast video it's on youtube uh it'll be on facebook these guys will put it on their facebook as well and uh so uh so go watch those and, and again go to willoughby sales may 25th is is their sale and so uh guys i appreciate it very much appreciate you jumping on here uh with us and and talking with us tonight about these goats and in the operation and want to wish you luck on the the clinic and the show as well well thank you so guys appreciate it again willoughby sales may 25th and we want to thank you guys for listening to another edition of before the bid podcast Thank you for tuning in to this edition of Before the Bid. For more information and to learn more about upcoming podcasts and sales, visit us at beforethebid.podbeam.com or Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram pages. For information on being a guest on Before the Bid, please email us at beforethebid at gmail.com or one of our social media pages. Remember, that's beforethebid at gmail.com. Happy sales to you, and we will talk to you next time on before the bid.